Katie. I'm Hannah. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. We're feeling a little loopy today. <laughs> it's been a it's been a day. It's yeah. been a week. It's been a weekend. It's been a very long time since I've seen you. I know. <laughs> I've missed you. We took a minute off because school's been nutso and I'm new job stuff. And, and I went to New Orleans and then I was away this weekend too and I'm just a little like yeah. <laughs> Ye- yesterday I hit all of my 10,000 steps before one o'clock. This <laughs> is my job's step competition. So basically I was like a stage manager PA for it running. I think by, I think by three 30 I had climbed 27 flights of stairs oh. and had 13,000 steps. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I just spent the morning on a bus, and I feel it in my in my bones, in your fingers, in my toes. Feel it in my toes. <laughs> anyway, this is the podcast where we talk about our favorite made-for-TV romances uh, from Hallmark, Netflix, late Lifetime. But you know what? We have another Hallmarky one for you. Um, you know what? We like Hallmark. It's fun. It's easy. Yep. And you like it too, which is why you're listening to this podcast. Um, so what do we have on the docket today? Uh, so uh, today's film <laughs> is Love to the Rescue, which Hallmark uh, puts out this description for. Uh, two single parents come head to head when their kids want to adopt the same dog. <laughs> <laughs> Agreeing to co-foster, free-spirited Kate and Type A Eric must work together to find the dog's forever home. And it stars Nikki Deloach. Is that am I saying that correctly? Nikki Deloach and Michael Raddy. Yeah. Raddy. I don't. I'm not exactly sure. It's Costas. We all know him <laughs> as Costas. Let's continue to call him Costas and like. <laughs> Just stop pretending. Well, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Michael Raddy, Michael Rady played Costas in <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, one and two. Was he in two? I believe so. I only saw two because I was in it <laughs> as a background artist. You see my head many times. <laughs> anyway. I do not remember, but I believe he was because I believe they go back to Greece at some point. There you go. Okay, so... It's been a very long time since I saw that movie. So Costas is in this movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Nikki Deloach plays Kate. She is a single mother of 10-year-old type A kid named Sophia. And she is an extremely carefree, laid-back, goofy, artistic type who works as an animator in Georgia. Uh, Michael Raddy Costas is Eric. He is the regional manager of the Department of Transportation in the town where they live, and he is the single father of Owen, a young boy who wants to be a superhero. Quick, quick question. Yeah. Do departments of transportation have regional managers? Is that like a thing? I would say I would say so because like you can't. I would. I have a feeling that like it'd be too much to be like one big city. Like you'd have to have a district. Sure. I just it it. I think it's more the title that bothers uh, me more than anything else. Don't and know. I just kept thinking that feels wrong. I don't know why. Like it feels like it should be something like he is. He's like 
in charge of the region as opposed to regional manager. I don't know why that's different to me. Maybe because regional manager feels like retail. Yeah, maybe. It's don't very know. possible. Anyway, he's a he's a he's a dot employee. <laughs> D O T. So Kate and Eric have completely different styles in parenting. They have completely different types of kids. It's almost as if if they were a child, they would have swapped with each other. Um, but on the same day, because it is the last day of the pet adoption at school, they both promise their kid that they can get a dog. Sophia specifically wants this one dog named Bruce. Um, Owen, it's unclear. He definitely wants a dog. We don't know if he wants Bruce or just any dog. Um, but when they arrive, only Bruce is available which is, you know, a problem because there are two families, one dog. Math doesn't work. <laughs> um, and and due to Bruce's age, because he's an older dog, he's hard to adopt. So the shelter person is like, hey, like it, since you both want him, we don't want neither of you to take him because otherwise, like, he may never get adopted. Mm. And so... She suggests that they share him for a month and, like, like shuttle him back and forth like a divorced child um, to figure out where Bruce should go, which seems very weird and disruptive, but not my place to say, I suppose. Henry wouldn't have a story. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Sophia and Owen... Um, uh, during this whole thing, like shuttling Bruce back and forth, they become immediate. Sophia and Owen are the kids. They become immediate best friends. And they love Bruce and they love sharing Bruce. Um, while Kate and Eric, on the other hand, they butt heads almost all the time. So because Eric is very Type A, you know, very structured. Kate is very super free, and their children, like we said before, he, he like laminates the rules for yes. the dog or something like. Um, yeah, Eric, which is something that like there's a part of me that really appreciates. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. No lies. <laughs> um, so um, Eric on um, subplot sort of thing, Eric is also the head of the PTA and wants um, Kate to join because he wants all the parents to join. And so they um, – and he says they always need more volunteers. And so um, as the head of the PTA, they're putting together the spring carnival and he needs help. So as a compromise, he says um, – I need you to, if we're going to do this, I need you to help with the carnival. And Kate's like, yeah, okay, fine. But if I'm going to do this, I need, I'm going to pick the, the puppy obedience school. Again, which feels weird because there's a, even a saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. This dog does not need obedience no. school. Just putting it out there. Anyway. <laughs> we, again, we need more stuff for the story so they have more excuses to be together. Yes, yeah. I get it. Okay. So being an artist, Kate is able to basically revamp the carnival completely, uh, even though it annoys Eric that she does this. And she picks an obedience school that's kind of like hippy-dippy just so that she can annoy him with it. Like he, she just wants the one that's like, give up your dog all the love and they'll magically listen to you or something yep. weird. Breathe. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dog yoga for a lot of it. Um, but as they spend more time together, Eric's loosening up a bit 
and they take the kids for a walk um, with, with the dog. The dog comes too. <laughs> Eric confesses to uh, Kate that his real passion is not in transportation, but in helping people with in low-income housing. Yeah. Like, that's like, he's like, I know it's really weird, but that's like, I'm really passionate about it. So there's this beautiful scene during this walk um, that um, that we, we would like to read for you and they, where they discuss uh, dreams and passions and things like that. So um, why don't you play Kate and I will play Eric. Okay, sounds good. So I got I get called crazy a lot at work. I like to call it being passionate. What adult has their childhood dream job? I do. Well, we can't all be that lucky. I don't think luck has that much to do with it. If you know what your North Star is, you can chart a course. What beautiful nonsense. (laughs) And scene. scene. (laughs) I just like that dialogue. It was cute. And they bring back stars later, which we'll go into. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, Eric stops by Kate's office later that day because, um, Bruce, they, uh, forgot to bring Bruce's favorite toy. When he comes to pick up the toy, he sees that the short film that Kate and her team are putting together, um, and, uh, they're, with this short film, they're gonna put it into a film festival, but she still needs an ending for it. The short, when it's complete, will be shown at a film festival, and the winner of that film festival will be eligible to win, um, to submit it for the Oscars. So a lot's riding on how good this short is, but it's just not working. The team wants it to be a romance, and Kate's like, I don't believe in that romantic hippy-dippy stuff. Blah. Yes. Um, So during this time, Eric actually has a girlfriend, Bianca. But she's been out of town for work because she's, I think, a lawyer. Uh, But she comes back for dinner. Um, And Kate, who is sort of developing this crush, Mm -hmm. just just dead, sort of blurts out that she'll watch Owen so that Eric and Bianca can go on a date. Um, And then Eric and Bianca are on this date where they have the most adult compassionate breakup scene I think I may have ever seen. (laughs) I really, like, appreciated them being like, oh, you know, we don't have what we're looking for. Like, you're a really nice person and I like you. And, like, are you feeling the way we're supposed to feel? No, me either. Okay. Okay. Cool. We're, We're okay with this. Like, let's not waste our time. But, like. Not it's not about you or me. It's just is we don't have that spark. Yeah, Bye. it was really like I was. It was so. It was so mature. I was. I was so proud of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, meanwhile, um, Kate's ex husband, who is Sophia's father, and is still like a good friend. Like she and Liam is his name are like really They're close. Um, and. He calls Kate on liking Eric, yeah. and she's like, "Ah, uh, maybe." <laughs> Eric actually feels uh, later on hears of his dream job opening up, and Kate urges him to apply for it. It's a, a, a low income housing um, opportunity, advocacy, low income housing advocacy, or something like that. Um, he sees that uh, he sees that she's tr- struggling with the end of her movie, and he decides to take her stargazing so she can get out of her head, and. 
it is the best discussion. They have a discussion of love and hope and stars, and that actually helps her figure out um, what her movie is trying to say. So the, the conversation that happens is so good. Here's another dramatic reading for you. Because I love it. Um, yeah, I feel like this really is your your absolute favorite one. Yes. Imagine them setting the scene. Eric and Kate are under the stars. On lounge chairs with a telescope. Yes. And he has a laminated uh, star map in front of them. And they just get to talking. And he points out his favorite stars. He says, I love the myth of that star and that star being a peasant and a princess who once fell in love. And let me guess, they lived happily ever after. Mm, Kind of more of a Romeo and Juliet sort of thing, uh, where they have this giant celestial sort of river between them, otherwise known as... The Milky Way! The Milky Way. Man, dating is hard everywhere. Stars, they're just like us. But that's not the end of the story. Oh, no. One night a year, the stars align just so to create a bridge to reunite them. Mm, that's my favorite story. That's your favorite? It's so sad. What? No. Oh, no. It's hopeful. Two star-crossed lovers? Oh, I saw what you did there. Good pun. <laughs> Spend eternity pining for the one person they can't have? There are plenty of stars in the sky. It's like, come on, move it along, folks. No, but it's hopeful because to never experience love that big is far worse than the pain of missing someone. It doesn't get more romantic than that. How many people can say that one night a year, they're in that moment, they were right where they were supposed to be? And there's a commercial break, and then they get out their bag of snacks. <laughs> and then they go to talk, they start talking about like their ex exes and well he's a widower but it's very wonderful and she realizes that her film needs a new beginning and she leaves yes so eric stops letting kate help with the carnival until she has finished her movie he's just like okay now this is important and i'm gonna facilitate you being amazing um so great so but like her part, she's like the head of the animation department or something. She's a director, I think. Yeah, she's directing the movie, but so she doesn't do a lot of the animation itself. Um, so she kind of, a lot of her part is done pretty early on in the process. So while she waits for her team of animators to do their thing, she makes Eric an animated cover letter for the job that he wants, which is really cute. It is so cute. Um, he's very touched by the gesture. Uh, so the carnival happens, and it's a, it's a success. Um, um, while at the carnival, he asks her out, and it's very cute. Um, but the but at, later on, that they realize that the month that they're spending shuttling Bruce the dog back and forth, it's coming to an end, and they they have to decide who gets Bruce. So Owen and Sophia decide that the best solution is for Eric and Kate just to be a couple. So Obviously. Obviously, each kid presents their respective parent with a presentation as to why this is the best course of action and why they should just do that. Um, Kate, meanwhile, she really, really likes Eric, and Eric, you know, has asked her out, and uh, she's very worried about what her dating will do to Sophia. Um, she says she has one rule, and that's just to not date until Sophia is old enough it's one thing to get her heart broken. It's another thing if Sophia gets her heart broken. So. Which is like kind Legit. of sweet in a, yeah, I get it. 
So that brings us to our end of Act Two low point, where yeah. they just kind of dissolve the the crush and yeah. stuff. So Sophia and Owen have not given up on this plan because they are, as we've said, they're besties now. They both want this dog, and they're like, obviously, our parents are in love. Duh. <laughs> um, so they decide to parent trap Eric and Kate <laughs> by inviting Eric to the film festival where this where Kate's short is being shown. And meanwhile, Liam tells Kate that Sophia can handle her dating. So she decides to invite Eric herself. So their parent trap thing kind of goes awry by the fact that he gets two invitations pretty much back to back. And then Owen runs away being like, abort, abort, abort! (laughs) (laughs) Which was very cute. That's very cute. Um, so at the film festival during the Q&A session, um, Kate explains, like, they're talking about their films, and Kate says that everyone deserves love, even her, um, and so that's what her film is about, is is love and finding someone that matches you, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know what the film really reminded me of? The Princess and the Frog? Yeah. Because it's about fireflies. Yeah, finding their one true love. Evangeline! Yes, thank you. Thank you for following my brainwaves. I was like, I've seen this movie before. Yep. It is called Princess and the Frog. It's just you take out the princess and frog bits. Yep. <laughs> pretty much it's, it's one firefly seeing a twinkling and thinks that that's their firefly and finds it. And so unlike Princess and the Frog, it is actually oh. another firefly. <laughs> As opposed to a star. Yes. <laughs> Evangeline. Um, so Eric is very moved by the things she has to say, and and she he asks her out again, and this time she says she says yes, of course. They have their little headbutting moment because, of course, Hallmark movie they have to like be antagonistic to each other to show that they're in love. Um, but uh, to stop her, Eric leans in and he kisses her. We crossfade to another kiss where we see Kate is wearing a wedding ring uh, because, as we know. One kiss means forever. Uh, so that was the story of Love to the Rescue with Dramatic Readings by Katie and Hannah. Yes. So, what do we got today? You want to start with Hallmark Hallmark? Sure. Um, mostly, I have Precocious Child with a note that says, is it a Hallmark child if they are not precocious? <laughs> Very, very true. <laughs> and I, I, we in fact have two precocious children in this, plus a dog, That's which true. is sort of like a asterisk precocious child. We have we have all of the the tertiary characters roping these, <laughs> lassoing these people together. Um, I had a few in that. Uh, we start off the movie where one of them is anti love. That's true. Um, opposites attract. You know. We can't have a type A person and a type A person fall in love. It has to be a type A person and a laid back person. Mm-hmm. They obviously odd couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- while I wouldn't put this as a Hallmark Hallmark yet, I'm not. I think ice cream might be like a spring coffee, coffee date <laughs> when like they we'll go and have this. ice. Yeah. We'll so this. so I'm just it's sort of putting it out there. Um, I didn't really have much more than that. No. So Pretty Parade, um, we kind of had an anti-Pretty Parade. Yeah. Because whoever dressed Nikki DeLoach was, like, 
Because and, she's a crazy and artistic that meant her costumes had to be that way. So everything's right. a little wacko. Okay, she is wearing, at one point, high heels, track pants, mm-hmm. and, like, the loudest shirt I've ever seen. Yeah. It's real. It's, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, so it's not like she looks bad, but, like, no person with eyes would put that together. No. <laughs> I did, I did, I know you and I disagree on this, but the the dress she's wearing when they go stargazing, I really liked. It was yeah, very was, notebook, like. Yeah, and I see that. I just, I I think she's prettier than that dress. That's fair. Um, but on a, on a pretty parade that I, I do like was he wears, like, a green cardigan, and it's very simple, but, like, that color on him is, like, on point. Can we just make him our entire pretty parade because I think he, he is, is my favorite. I he's the one I'm most most crushing on. Oh, he's oh, he's, he's so gorgeous. He's very very good looking <sighs> in a like sort of like maybe that might be attainable kind of way. He is like handsome nerd cute. Yeah, and he is definitely like the the guy <laughs> in college that would have been like helping you study and. Would have definitely leaned in to kiss you, and you're like, oh my god, I just, he's 100% my type. <laughs> Maybe because he looks like Billy a little bit. A little bit. I mean, they have similar coloring. I can yeah, see it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm all about him. <laughs> Pretty parade equals Costas. <laughs> um, new and noteworthy, I had um, uh, that the fact that they were. Um, what did, okay, I wrote something about, like, keeping with one date, even though it does end up meeting, like, they talk about, like, we can go on a date, even if it doesn't end up going somewhere or something like mm-hmm. that. Let's just date. Fine. Yeah. And it just wasn't very, like, heavy. Yeah. Um, I really liked that. Um, um, and I thought, this is not, I don't think this is new, but this was just something I was like, oh, I should remember this. Um, like, when Kate is watching Owen and Sophia, uh, they... Uh, take balloons full of paint and just like water balloon them out of canvas. And I was like, that is such a great idea. I need, if I ever have kids, it's in my brain now. Yep. <laughs> that seems like a great way to entertain children for a decently long time and like it's be fun. artistic and fun and, and exercise y and yeah. all of the things. I really liked it. I also wrote down um, that one thing I like about this particular Hallmark Hallmark is that no what the low point comes not from anyone screwing up, mm-hmm. but the fact that Kate gets too vulnerable, scared, um, yeah. that it's her own issue that she has to deal with. It's not some random thing they had to create in order to have that moment of tension, that exactly. it was a true, true personal issue. And yeah. I liked it. Um, I did have an across the universe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, Costas is, again, an uptight, like, type A person in need of fun, which is exactly like the character he played in the 2018 Countdown to Christmas movie he was in, which was... Christmas at Pemberley. Yes. I was I, I was like, it's one of the ones with Pemberley in the title. There were two this year. Yeah. That's a thing. Um, but he played Mr. Darcy, who, yeah. He's good at that buttoned-up sort of. Yeah. He's got good posture, that's why. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he could potentially have a lot of money. Yeah, 
<laughs> you know what? I also had an Across the Universe too, only because the movie gets a little bit meta at one point. Of course, when she's she's feeling a little bit romantically distraught, and Liam comes over and he's like, "Oh, what are we watching?" And because um, she's feeling low, and she yells at the screen. She's some stupid romance that she's watching, yeah. and she goes, "Yeah, lady, you've known him for like five seconds. He's definitely the one, sure." <laughs> and I'm like, "You must be watching a Hallmark movie." movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Um, the supporting shout out, I think, for me is that everybody in this in this movie is really supportive. Everyone. Yeah, I, I had them. a few. I th- I thought I really liked all the supporting characters, mm-hmm. but I really liked her friend from work, who I don't think ever got a name. No, she didn't. Yeah, let's just name her Denise. Sure. Um, <laughs> but she was she was just like very like no, you can do this. I'm not going to, like, deal with your bullshit. Like, yeah. you can do it. I thought Sophia was actually... She was really cute, but she was also very supportive and very, like, no, this makes... This this is how you should behave. And I want to talk one, say, say one thing about Sophia, the daughter, because she was so funny. There was one moment where they go visit um, Eric at his job at the Department of Transportation, <laughs> And one of the and the, the, his secretary or something comes up to Sophia. And she goes, "Would you like to see the the models of all of the trains? Would you like to see the blueprints or mm-hmm. something?" And she gets this look of like, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you you have found my one and only weakness." <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, Liam, Liam was the ex husband. Yeah, like that relationship was so healthy. Oh yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah. But he's all like, yeah, no, you're ready to date. Am I, though? Yep. Yeah, you are. You're just yeah. being a bitch about it. Sorry. Um. Okay. Kiss meter. So they had three kisses basically in a row. Yes. It was like one, two, three. And I kind of ranked them almost as one. Yeah. Um. And I thought they were, they had aspects that I liked and aspects that I didn't. And so they were real straight middle ground fives for me. Okay. Um, I think, so definitely, I mean, I don't mind PDA, but first kisses, like, that was a crowded room. That was uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Like, there were so many people there. And watching them. Yeah, and also, that's a business function for her. Like, it, it just, I don't know. It, I was not thrilled. It was fine with him asking her out there, but him, like, kissing her over and over there was just a little, like, I don't know. There was a moment, though, that I'll say that, like, so after the carnival, when he asked her out the first time, and then they're, like, saying goodnight. Like he asked her out during the carnival, yeah. and she says yes. And then at they, then they're like at the end of the night, they're standing face to face, and they say good night. And you're like, are they gonna kiss? Are they gonna kiss? And it was such a but they don't. Yeah. So the tension is like. <gasps> yeah, I mean, like, so I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the kiss wasn't bad. In it just like could have been better. Yeah. Also, it was like weirdly like pecky almost oh yeah you know it was sort of so i always think back to did you ever see the lake house with sandra bullock and keanu reeves i did but i don't remember it okay um so this came up in a how did this get made episode so i went back and watched it because i was like 
I have no memory of this whatsoever. They were like, they kiss weird in that movie. And I was like, how? They don't meet each other <laughs> for like ever. And they really do. It's just like in and out, in and out, in and out. And it felt a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Except like open mouthy. And it was yeah, it, yeah, like, it was yeah. just weird. And there's a like, there's no like sustained lip contact. And it kind of felt like this a little bit, maybe like a little mm -hmm. longer, but I, I had that feeling of like, just commit to it, guys. <laughs> I hear you with that. I, my, my kiss meter was at a seven, okay. I think only because I am in love with him. So I, I, I feel I, if whenever I see a film kiss, I imagine myself as the woman in that kiss if I'm in love with a guy on screen. So I, I felt little flutters. Um, but that's probably the only reason why. So Hannah, would you watch this? I'm going to say that if it was on, I have no problem with watching it. I don't know that I would go and like, be like, you, everybody should watch this movie. Like, mm -hmm. or I mean, obviously I don't think everybody should watch any movie, but, um, but like if, if Hallmark is your thing, I think this one is very cute. Um, I think it's one that is easy to sit through. I don't, is it required watching like some others? For me, probably not. Are any of them required watching? There are a few that I like really, really loved. Like, I mean, The Story of Us, like I would kind of want people to have watched that. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> and like, as problematic and as if we ever do it on the show, I think we will rip it to shreds, poor thing. Like, a Cinderella Christmas. I kind of really love that one because it's terrible, but like I could watch that over and over again. But it's fun. <laughs> so for me, I I loved this movie particularly because of its dialogue. I thought that it was really fun to listen to. It was, it was fun. fun for the actors. I like this movie for him. I like her as an actress, but I I almost wish. Okay. I like her as an actress. She was a little Ashley Williams for me. Okay. In this film. And, and you're I, not an Ashley Williams. You're I don't dislike Ashley Williams. She's just always at an 11. And, and She is always at an 11. And it works sometimes. I, I actually like this. Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility. That's another great one. I like her in that one, actually. I, I do, too. I think she's really good in that. But it's hard for me sometimes when a woman is written as like fun and sort of this was a little manic pixie dream girl for me okay that's um, fair and so i felt the actress really kind of leaned into that yeah i'm cool what do you got i'm a cool free independent spirit i'm gonna smile with all my teeth kind of <laughs> yeah so that sort of it just felt really inauthentic to me not that i think that she did a bad job i feel she must have been directed that mm -hmm. way um but that that's 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 my thing. She was very authentic with like the personal issues and Yeah. Agreed. She's, meaning she's a good actor, just wasn't a good character for her. And that's all I have to say. But I liked it and I would watch it and the dog is cute and the kids are cute, but I think that there are better ones too. But I yeah. liked it. Yeah. But it's I feel like it's on the high end of like middle ground. Yeah, high middle ground. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. So Anyway, well, thanks for listening to us. 
you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail. Everything's spelled out if you want to get in touch. And you can find us at Twitter at onekissmeansforever, number one, number four. It's also our Instagram. Um, we're also on Facebook. All written out. Just try both ways. You'll find us. <laughs> we use the same pictures just to make things easy um, and we want to thank Flint Pastors for our intro and outro music and you can find his music on flintpastors.com or on Spotify and I want to thank Hallmark for providing us for things to watch and talk about yes because it's great and we it makes us happy Yay! and sometimes we need happy in our lives especially in 2019 there's a lot going on. So much. Anyway, so thanks for listening, everybody. Get in touch. Follow us. Say hi. Whatever you want. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.